Hi guys, I'm Chris. And I'm Mike. And welcome back to this week's No Limits Mitrap Podcast. So how you doing today, Mike? Dude, I am doing great. We got the Enemy at the Gates cover just released. Yes, we did. This past yes, we week. Did. It's nice. What are you thinking about it, Chris? First reaction, I love it. <laughs> yes. Like, it's exactly what I envisioned in my head. And like it, for the first time, I'm like the past three covers have been very good, though. I will give them that. But, you know, we obviously rag on all these covers and this one actually is a gate <laughs> and you could and something behind it could be deemed an enemy. So I don't know. And the color scheme, the blood red, you know, I don't know. It's just I really enjoyed it. I, they spot on. Great job. Uh, it works. Good job. You're by so you. right. Atrium books. I was like, maybe having a straight up gate or fence would be a little cliche and yeah. a little on the nose. And I, I don't know. I usually find that stuff cheap, but this is perfect. It works so well. And I'm with you on the, everything from the gates and the White House. Is the enemy inside the gates? Is the enemy approaching the outside of the gates? You know, you don't it, know. You don't know. It, you don't know. And then. A little trickery of that. What side of the gates are you on? Did you notice this? A friend pointed it out to me. All of the text is in front of the gate. So oh, except, that for would enemy. Mean, except for yeah, enemy. Exactly. That would mean outside the gates, on you know, on the outside looking into the White House. The word enemy it's has inside. two little pieces where it's, yeah, it's dropped behind the gates. So, so the enemy the is literally yeah. in the White House. Yeah, behind that, the gates. I didn't catch that at all. Uh, it's it's brilliant, and it's like what maybe three millimeters overlap of the gate and the little like flutterly point on the end, and yeah, uh, just on the end, maybe just the a M. little bit of the yeah. M. It's that subtlety. Oh, I like that. Beautiful. That subtlety. Beautiful. We're actually getting some quality covers here. I like it, this. Now, if you zoom in, there. Are those power lines across the back, or am I just seeing things? <laughs> I think we're just oh, seeing okay, things. All right. We're yeah. traumatized. We're traumatized. That's when the mass market paperback comes out in Oceania. It'll be, you know, someone installing power lines behind yeah. some monument. And that's the version that they're going to sell, you know, in like Fiji, Vanuatu. Yeah. yeah that's right. Okay. Yeah. I bet there's yeah. great sales, you know, out in the islands. Tuvalu. They get a couple of rap readers. Yeah. I hope there's a rap reader there. International shipping, you know, from Amazon, you just pay five bucks extra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? All right. Well, we have a couple of updates to run through here on today's episode. First, as always, can't say it enough. If you can subscribe, rate, and review us on uh, any podcast, but anyone that preferably on one that gives you five stars. And as you guys know, we are teaming up this, this year with Operation Paperback by sending monthly care packages of Vince Flynn, as well as other thriller authors, to the troops. And Mike has been doing great work, sending out a lot of books. I think our guest today mentioned that he's going to be sending us some, some books to send out as well. So, And he came through. We got a oh, box wow. of 20 extra copies of Transfer of Power. Oh, and so we're going to get those in some care packages uh, out to the troops as soon as possible. Yeah, Nice, nice. You know what I'm thinking, though? I'm thinking for the month of March, because this episode is coming out March 1st, anyone who joins up as a new patron, we will ship an additional care package in your first month that you join, so in March, 
somewhere between five to ten books, however many I could fit in that box for that troop. And we hear that they love sharing them. So if we could fit all ten books, you know, thanks to you becoming a patron, we'll ship out an extra one of those packages this month when you join up. And uh, they share them. They give them throughout the unit. They they pass them around. And we got 20 copies from our guest, David. And we'll do it in your honor. We'll, we'll let them know that it's, be- yes. it's because of you. You're getting these books, right? Yes, but uh, speaking of March, uh, we have to do a giveaway. So we had our, had our February giveaway um, where it was a pick your, it'll be a pick your own. So we have executive power, extreme measures, pursuit of honor, and the survivor left. So you got the wheel ready? I got it ready. And all of those are autographed by the author. So either Vince or Kyle. And one can be yours. I think we're down to six or so patrons left who haven't won a book. And so if you join up now, you got a really good chance. Uh, one in five over the next couple of months, you know, <laughs> one in one eventually. I like those odds. So uh, you got some good odds if you become a patron for winning one of our uh, book giveaways. All right. Uh, I'll spin the wheel. Here we go. Spin that wheel. All right, it's wrapping up, and you need to insert we have... like a wheel spinning thing in this second. Yeah, there we go. Spend more time editing than I already do. Hey, Matt P. Matt, Matt Percy. Matt P. Long time listener from the very beginning and long time patron. Congratulations, Matt, Matt. Yeah, I'll reach out and ask you which of those four options you would like us to send you an autographed copy of. Happy to do it. Yes. Thanks for being on Team Mitrap Pod. Yes, thank you, Matt. All right. Well, that's the that's the book cover. That's our little patron shout out and Operation Paperback wrap up. By the way, we hit 100 books, 100 books that we've shipped to the troops. And so in March, nice. we'll, we hope to hit around 120, 130, thanks to your help. And what's next, Chris? What are we doing for the rest of this episode? All right. Today, we are bringing you a, a special guest that Probably a lot of you listening to this podcast know, at least via social media. We had reached out to him and, uh, you know, started talking to him. And we thought it might be a good good idea to just pick his brain a little bit about all things Vince Flynn and, and Mitch Rapp and Kyle. And so that is David the Bus Brown, who is a publicist extraordinaire. So we had a great time talking to David. Some pretty good nuggets, good stories. Uh, so, yeah, I hope you like this interview. Joining us tonight is one of the most creative minds and bright personalities of the publishing industry, David the Bus Brown, friend of Vince Flynn, Deputy Director of Publicity at Atria Books. So David, thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me and thank you for doing this podcast. The entire podcast, not just today's episode. (laughs) Of course, uh, you were a big inspiration of it when we first reached out to you as our representative, the first person we talked to who actually is hands-on with the rap series and you gave a lot of good advice and positive vibes about what we were doing. And so a lot of this whole thing is, is thanks to you in the first place. Well, when I heard you were doing it, I, I don't remember how I did. I come across it on Twitter. Yeah. I don't remember how I came across that you were doing this, but this was something that I've always wanted someone to do a Vince centric, a Mitch centric podcast covering all things Vince Flynn, Mitch rap. And talking about the books, talking to the people that are involved in the books, and then talking to experts who have real-life experience with the things that Vince 
and now Kyle fictionalizes it in the books. This is something I've always wanted to have happen. So many times where I've even thought about doing it myself because I thought it was such a good idea. So when I heard that you were doing it, I wanted to help support as, as much as possible. Well, let's pick up there because that would have been just one of your many innovations and real, you know, ways that you push the boundary of what a traditional publicist or even a publisher as a whole should be doing to push their authors. I, you've really mastered social media and fan engagement and have really fostered a rock solid community of thriller fans, not just Mitch Rapp, but all the books that, that you, you push. So what is that like? Where do you come up with these strategies for engaging fans? I think it, it, it started because I was working in book publicity before blogs and blogs were probably the first time where fans slowly became the media and then social media led to that and podcasts like yours lead to that and, and there's such a blurring of the line between consumers and media that I wanted to treat the consumers as media and treat them as important as we treat the media and to bring them into the fold and to have them uh, become a part of all the publications and all the uh, all the the uh, hoopla around each publication. You know, we we follow you obviously pretty closely on social media, like you said, and you we've seen you launch a bunch of incredible authors. How does an author like come in to your portfolio? Do or do you scout them out? Do they scout you out? How, like, is it you know just they're signed with Atria or like then they get you or like you know how, how does that work? Yeah, they're signed with Atria. I don't have any part in it until they until they're signed by an editor. Do do you like do you like someone so much that you're like I want to be his publicist or like I like these kind of books and I want to be their publicist or like do you ever have to you know push something that you're not fully engaged with or you know I don't know. Yeah, well, so the longer I've been here, the more say I have in what I get to work on. But when I first started, I I was assigned Vince, and I didn't know who he was when I got to Simon & Schuster. Uh, and I didn't know that I liked this stuff until I started working with Vince Flynn and then uh, Brad Thor and Ted Bell also around the same time. I, I didn't, I really didn't read fiction uh, since I was a kid and that, that was like Tom Sawyer fiction, you know, I never read thrillers. I, you know, I, I always was of the mind, Oh, you, why read fiction? You got to read nonfiction so you can learn something. Uh, so I was busy reading like, uh, Moneyball and Malcolm, Malcolm Gladwell to try to be smart. Um, meanwhile, I get, I get, I get very smart reading these books. Uh, but when I started, I was assigned books and, and then I, you know, as longer I stay, uh, I can ask for for something. Uh, so now I, I get to uh, I get to call my own shots on what I get to work on most of the time. Uh, sometimes I, for whatever reason, I don't get what I what I would like to work on, and sometimes I have to work on things that I don't necessarily want to work on. But for the most part, I get to work on everything that I would like to work on. Right. I guess, and as a follow up to that, what is your favorite part of the job? My favorite part of the job is there a is there a, a non favorite part? I really like my job. I don't. I, I you know I don't really know. Good answer. Good answer. There is, 
<laughs> yeah, I don't even, I don't really know if there is a favorite part because there, there's just a lot that I like about it. I, I think my, my most, uh, I, 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 what I really love doing is, is, and it's something that I never got to do with, with uh, Vince or Brad Thor because I, you know, I started on, on Vince's sixth book and Brad's third, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, I'd have to turn around and look at my bookshelf and count to be <laughs> entirely sure. But I started with, uh, for Vince, I started on Consent to Kill, which was his one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh book, sixth Mitch Rap book. And for Brad, I started on his fourth book. So what I, what I love doing uh, from a standpoint of uh, working with Jack Carr, who is another author that I work with, is starting from scratch. That's been exciting. Uh, starting from nobody knowing who this guy is to, to making him or to being part of what makes him a burgeoning superstar. So that is, I think, my favorite thing to do in my job. But favorite part is tough to say because I like a lot of the parts. Right. Well, you like your job, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Actually, you mentioned how fiction, a lot of people might look at the thriller genre and say, oh, you know, you can't learn anything or it's just this pop culture I mean, listen to the three names, though, you've just listed, you know, Brad Thor, Vince Flynn, Jack Carr. By reading their books, you can learn a whole lot about the world of operations and the world of military. And with Vince, a political, you know, what Washington, D.C. and the landscape is like. And at least from everybody I've heard from, and I mean, oh, particularly Jack Carr, everybody who reads the book who has experience says, these guys nailed it. Do you get that same feedback that your authors are just nailing it and really keyed in and, and tuned into what the real world is like? And is that part of what makes their books so popular? I don't necessarily get that feedback because I don't know those people in the real world. But I know that I I hear from the authors like Vince, who knows those people, or at least the people who have access to him, who are in that world telling him that, yeah, you got it, and I don't know how you got it, and you probably should get a little less of it because you're scaring me. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, well, we could have done a little less Lethal Agent and Total Power because those certainly were a little too close to home. I lost my power yesterday for an hour here, and I swear, <laughs> I, I swear, I swear to you that I, I thought this was it. I, I was, I, I like I'm. Uh, I, I resign myself. All right, so I'm gonna have to kill a squirrel in the backyard and figure out how to cook it tomorrow <laughs> because that's because all my food's gonna be bad and the power is never coming back on. Kyle did a number on me with total power. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's funny. Speaking of total power, which was the you know, latest book to be released in the Mitrap series, can you give us an insider's look at what it's like in the lead up to a launch? Because you have a lot going on in the next couple of months and we're always looking forward to September. You know, they announced Enemy at the Gates. What's it like in the lead up to a book that you're ready to launch and, and finally push out there? What what's going on behind the scenes? Oh, it's so much fun. Uh so we we like to do the title reveal uh, to get people excited. So, you know, really the truth is, you know, and it's probably 95%, 98% of the books in the world, there is no title reveal. It just shows up on Amazon and the cover shows up on Amazon. Uh, 
so it's not an integral part of the publishing world. It's really just something for fun. And uh, so we like to plan out a, a, a creative uh, title reveal uh, to uh, announce to the world what the next Mitch Rap book is going to be. This year we did a uh, social media scavenger hunt. Uh, next year, I don't know how to top that. Uh, last year, it was, it was fun, too. That was too. pretty we good. That video. Yeah, last year, we did the video where we asked people yeah. to say parts of a word, and they didn't know what they were saying until it came together in the video and it announced the title. And then this year, in a meeting, uh, someone challenged me to do something better than that. Oh, and then, man. come on, how do you do something better than that? But I came up with that pretty quickly uh, to do the scavenger hunt idea, and that that was fun. But God, if they challenge me again, I don't know how to do it better than that. Um, you might need like a hot air balloon or a sky. Yeah, it's getting kind of out of hand. I don't know how to do it better than that. But that so the title reveal is the first part. Uh, we're gonna have a cover soon, and we're gonna reveal that. Um, uh, part of what I do is uh, as soon as I get the the manuscript and I'm able to read it, I read it and I try to look for. Uh, things that can be used for the media. Nonfiction hooks are really important in these books because that's what gets uh, gets these guys on uh, radio shows and TV shows. Uh, last year, Kyle had a tremendously uh, uh, intriguing and downright scary nonfiction hook. The uh, the security and the importance of of our power grid and the and how vulnerable we are and how uh, how it is not as secure and not that difficult to turn the entire United States off and make us dark and cold and right. 90% of us dead. And, and it's, it's, and a lot of his, uh, a lot of, a lot of what's in the book is based on research and true. So it's not that hard. So that was pretty compelling stuff uh, to get him interviewed about. So I look for stuff like that. Sometimes it's as apparent as, as what was in Total Power. Sometimes you dig a little bit and figure stuff out and make things uh, make things uh, press ready. Um, if we book a, a tour, we try to find great uh, events for him to do. These past two years have been different. I mean, I don't know, maybe by the fall we go back to in-person. I think September is kind of the cusp, maybe, maybe not. Um, we'd probably err on, 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 on safety, on the side of safety. So maybe not, but who knows? I mean, really, who knows? So I don't know yet uh, if we're going to be in person or virtual, but last year was very different because we're doing virtual events and we're, I mean, we're booking events and inventing a new way of doing events at the same time, which was fun, which was exciting. You know, yeah. I, I, I hate to say it, but I kind of enjoyed the pandemic because I got to try new things and reinvent the book tour. Of course, I don't like that people are getting sick and dying and I don't like having to stay inside and wear a mask and try to keep myself from dying. That I, I'm not saying that I liked, but uh, I, I liked I liked being given a challenge of having to reinvent the entire way I do my job. It's been kind of uh, reinvigorating. No, I think that's one of the good things that's really come out of the, if you can say a good thing came out of a pandemic, but it's ha not only in book publishing, but literally anywhere, it's forced people to, who have been like, let's say complacency to change and adapt. And I think it shows how well we are 
are able to adapt. But I just want to touch on something you said where, you know, 98% of books don't have um, title reviews or cover reviews. But I, I think that it's different for your books because it has such a large fan following. And I, I, wanted, I want to know if you could touch on like how you interact with fans. You, you know, you mentioned this, the virtual book tours, but I think more specifically this, the rap ambassador program, if you could not only talk about how you engage with fans, but a little bit more on the ambassador program. The Mitch rap ambassador program. Uh, when uh, Kyle turned in his, his first book, uh, his first Mitch rap book, the survivor, I read it. Where was I going? I was, I remember reading a lot of it on an airplane and I don't remember where was I, I might've been going to a voucher con. What year was that? Was it uh 2015, right? 14 or 15. I, I, Is it probably 15. Was I go, it doesn't matter where I was going. I read it and I couldn't, if I didn't know that Vince didn't write it, I would never have known that Vince didn't write it. Right. And right. I was so, I felt almost guilty loving it as much as I loved it. Uh, and I wanted to make sure that every Vince Flynn fan knew that it is safe to read this book, uh, that it is a Mitch Rapp book. It is a Vince Flynn book. And if you didn't, if you didn't know that someone other than Vince Flynn wrote it, you never would have known. But I, I knew that who's going to trust the publicist. I'm paid to say stuff like that. I'm part, I, I work for the publisher who's, who's got lots of, of, of dollars riding on this working. So who's going to believe me? So what I wanted to do was find a way to give the super fans an early look at the book so they can tell the other fans that, yes, he did it. Now, that's a risk because I I thought that it was as if Vince Flynn uh, wrote it. And I know the people in-house also did too, but that's just a few people's opinion. They could have gone terribly wrong, but it, but it, it was a no-brainer because I – the fact that I felt so guilty loving it, I felt like I was betraying Vince. Uh, so the fact that I, I I could feel those emotions made me know that, yeah, yeah, this is it. This this is a Vince Flynn book written by somebody else, and who would have known it? So let's 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 have let's have the fans tell their brethren that, yeah, uh, this is a Vince Flynn book, and it is safe. You can you can love it. It's okay. <laughs> It's such a smart program. I mean, while Chris and I were early to Vince Flynn's books, we were late to the social media fandom and the ambassador program. And just finding out about it maybe a year or two ago, it blew my socks off. I, I never thought there would be such a community out there built around these books that I've loved for so long. To just find other people who were as passionate about it and willing to engage and post about it, it's actually the only reason I was on social media. I was a long time, no Twitter, not even Facebook. I had one maybe in college, and I deleted it. The whole reason I got back on social media recently, because I was never a fan of it, was was to engage with this community. And it's it almost, in such a short time, already feels, I don't want to say like a family and be <laughs> cliche, but there are people I talk to two or three times a week commenting back and forth about Mitch Rapp stuff. And I've never had that online with, with a community. Right. So hats off. What a program. Thank you. Speaking of your emotional attachment, you knew Vince and, and worked quite closely with him. And uh, from what, I, what it seems, I had a personal relationship with him. So do you have any, um, any fond Vince Flynn mem memories? Can you tell us more about who he was, not just the author, but also the man? 
Yeah, I have nothing but fond Vince Flynn memories, and I have so many fond Vince Flynn memories. He he's was a he was a, a as good of a you know I say it and it sounds like it's trite as good of a writer he is he was a better person but it's it's all true I mean he was just a he you know we talk a lot about in I'm going to give you some uh, uh, industry secrets here or publicity secrets and we talk about uh, a lot in in uh, among uh, colleagues uh, <laughs> with authors how you know. When did they make their turn? And that turn is once they become popular and they're no longer nice. Uh, Vince never made the turn. He was as uh, he was just the same genuine, humble, regular guy uh, from the time I started working with him to the time he passed away. Uh, he he didn't change. He was, and I think a lot of it has to do with with uh, he never he you know he, he Saint Paul born, raised, lived, he never left. Uh, his entire family was there, his community, he grew up with his entire community. So no matter if he went to the White House or he went to Hollywood to sit on the set of 24, he always returned home to the same place where he was a little kid and got treated like that same little kid as he back then. So the people that were closest to him never changed the way they treated him. So he never really thought he was anything other than what he was, which was a great, genuine guy, a nice guy. The first, the, my favorite story to tell is uh, the first time I went, I traveled, you know, there's times where we would go with authors on different tour stops for various reasons. And I went with him to Seattle for an event. And the uh, hotel that we stayed at have uh, caters to authors. They they have a special room for visiting authors, and it's a beautiful suite where they have a, a wall like filled with books. It's really cool, and I know it was cool because when I checked in, I got that room, and I didn't realize that I that that was the special room. So uh, I checked in, Vince flew in a little bit later. He checked in and we were going to meet downstairs to have dinner before we went to the event. And uh, he called me to ask if I, if I was ready. And I said, yeah, yeah, I'll be down in a second. And I said, I can't imagine what your room looks like because my room is humongous. It's bigger than my apartment. She <laughs> <laughs> says, Brownie, you got my room. And, you know, I, I, I didn't know him all that well at that point. It was the first time I, I said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Let's go downstairs. Let's fix it. Let, you could have, and, he, and he, no, he let me have that room. He let me stay there. And most of it was because, like I said, he's a, 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 a downright nice, gen, generous, genuine guy. But also, he never let me forget that. So he needed something to look at me about for years and years. So that's why he let me keep the room so he could make fun of me and to legal <laughs> so get rid of Yeah, to rid me for, for years to come. That's awesome. That's good. I like that. My other favorite Vince story is uh, I used to have the authors that I work with sign a book for my mother every year until there were so many books you didn't want that anymore. But she, he was signing, he, he was signing and reading, like reading what he was writing to me at the same time. He said, Dear Judy, your son is a prick, Vince Flynn. And then, and then he showed it to me, but it said, your son is a prince. 
Ah, <laughs> look at that. Look at that. That's a great guy. That's a good story. Recently, M- Mike told me that you posted recently that there's a Mitrap statue uh, and a conference room named after him at Simons and Schuster. Is this true? What was that coming out of a duct, an air duct? It looked like yeah, so it's kind of like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So is the, that Mitrap? The, there is a Mitrap. Uh, you know what? That's a great idea. I should move the Mitrap statue into the Mitrap conference room because the Mitrap into the Vince Lynn conference room because the Mitrap statue now is is on my wall in my office. Okay. But the there but the Vince Flynn the conference room they named after Vince Flynn is is on the thirteenth floor on our floor. Gotcha. But the uh, so they named the conference room after him after he passed away. The statue is a funny story. Often people would email either into vinceflynn.com or or to me directly. Somehow they find my email address and they, they say, oh, I've got this gift for Vince. Can I send it to Vince? I got this. I made this for Vince. Can I give this to Vince? And I would just you know have, say, send it to me and I'll forward it on. Because I wouldn't give out anyone's address. Um, so this woman, uh, Heather, last name, don't remember. It's, it's, I made a little, uh, uh, label under the statue. So it would be there. So if I was able to go to my office, which I haven't been to in almost a year, I would tell you the last name, but, uh, Heather emailed me and said, I have, I made a a Vince Flynn. I have this Mitch rap, uh, uh, statue, this, this, this Mitch rap, uh, uh, I guess, yes, I guess she said statue um, that won first prize at this art festival. And I would like to gift it to Vince. And I said, oh, isn't that cool? And I'm thinking like, it's like a, like a thermosized bust, you know, like a bust. Yeah. A bust. So I said, all right, just mail it to me and I'll forward it on. And she said, well, I'd rather drive it in. <laughs> so I said, oh, well, okay, that's fine. I'd drive it in. Uh, she emailed it. I guess it was around Christmas time or around New Year's, so it was it was cold, and she was she wanted to wait until the weather got warmer to drive it in, and I had forgotten about it. May rolls around, and she tells me she's coming. All right, she's coming. Uh, they call from downstairs. The uh, security guy said, the "Heather and two other people are here with uh, with something to, for you." I said, "Okay, send them right up." And the security guy said, "Okay, meet them at the freight elevator." <laughs> oh no. <laughs> And I think, what freight elevator? What is going on? This is a life-size statue. What is like a freight? I'm thinking of a bus, like a thermos-sized bus. You know, a bus, like you would see. So I wait at the at the service at the service at the, the freight elevator, and they they have this big wheel. Uh, they're 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 trucking it in. There's uh, a man and two women. Uh, it's on this in this giant crate. I show them to my office. They undo this crate with the with the crowbar. They're opening the crate. They have these these big power tools. Next thing I know, this giant thing is on my wall. They put it up there so I can see what it looked like. Um, and it is it is it is life size Mitch wrap coming out of a uh, out of a uh, a grate, right? Like a uh, what do you call those? A duct. Uh, uh, a duct. Those ducts. A register. Yeah. For a duct. Uh, duct. I, I think oh, it's man. from. I think it's from transfer of power. Yeah, uh, he's got a flashlight yes. in his mouth and a gun in his hand. Yep. And it's life size. So they left the crate there so I can eventually send it to Vince. And 
I emailed Vince to ask if he wanted it. I, I don't know if he would have wanted it, but it was it was a sad. I mean, it was it was May. He ended up dying in 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 June, so I don't think he ever saw the email. I don't know whether he would have wanted it or not, and uh, I hope he wouldn't have wanted it because I don't know how I would have shipped it to him. <laughs> Again, I was expecting the bus. So that uh, statue uh, lives in my office, and he's keeps he's he's uh, kept me safe for quite a long. He's watching over. He's, exactly. Yeah, he's, he's watching, watching over. over. Man, it's a great conversation piece. Yeah, yeah most people Colossus have like a, what a little Saint Christopher statue or, or Saint Saint Patrick. You got Mitch Rav. Yeah, most people have pictures of their family on their desk. I have Mitch <laughs> hanging over me on the wall. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, that I saw that picture you posted. I'm like, this is going to have a good story, but I didn't expect a story that good. <laughs> <laughs> What any other uh, trinkets part of the Vince Flynn Museum, or do you have a do you have a Scott Harvath statue too? You know, I I really, this the same way I think that there should that there should have been this podcast. I think there should be a Vince Flynn Museum, there, and I would donate that to the Vince Flynn Museum. Please, they'd have to come pick it up. I don't know how to get it to them. It'd be back in Minnesota. Well, yes, it should be. Well, it should be at at the Vincent J Flynn Hall. On the campus of uh, St. Thomas. Oh, at St. Thomas. There should be a room there. It should be a Vince Flynn Museum. Uh, I know that one of Vince's brothers gifted Ryan the Rapologist the uh, computer that Vince wrote one of his books on. So I would hope that uh, Ryan would uh, donate that to the fictional Vince Flynn Museum that I'm creating in my head. That should happen at some point. Maybe the people at St. Thomas are listening to this and I can give them this idea. I th- there should be a Vince Flynn Museum, and I would gladly donate the statue, and I would gla- I would gladly donate any any Vince Flynn uh, memorabilia that I have or that I think that I have, and that maybe I don't realize is that special. I have a, an autographed man. So we the first time I met Vince was at a uh, a media luncheon we held for him. It was in 2005. I started in 2005. I think the Again, the menu is in my office, so I, I don't know the exact date, but it was it was shortly after I started, uh, and I had a autograph I had him autograph it for me. I just thought it'd be cool and hanging up in my office. Gladly donate oh, that nice. to the uh, future Vince Flynn Museum. I think there should be one. There we go. We already got three pieces. <laughs> yeah, all we'd have to contribute is a measly podcast sticker and bookmark, but <laughs> hey, they will be there. Hey. They will be donated. Yep. We can do the opening event. We'll do a live there show for the uh, kickoff. Awesome! Cut the ribbon. Yeah, I, I, I would love. I would love that. I would love that. We had a great time when we did that Vince Flynn tribute event there when the Survivor came out. Uh, that was a very special event. I don't know whether you've ever seen that on YouTube. Oh no, uh, I've seen part of it. Yes, I haven't. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to find that. I haven't. It is worth. It is worth watching. Yeah, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look into that. Speaking of a little history here, going back to some of the earlier days. We had found out because, you know, we're doing a partnership with Operation Paperback, and we have committed every month to making shipments of Mitch Rapp books to the troops. And so we are close to donating 100 books uh, in care packages to troops and veterans hospitals. And we had heard that you had worked with a group that was doing that earlier, a number of years back. I like the catchy name, the Rap Pack, Operation Rap Pack. Yeah. Can you tell us before the ambassador program what other fan initiatives or fan engagement has been around even from the early days of your relationship with Mitch Rapp? There was so there was a uh, 
a fan website called the third option.net. This guy named Chad Harris ran it. Um, I don't know much about him. We've communicated a lot. I don't really know much about him. Never met him. Uh, but he ran the website and I, and, and for the life of me, I don't know what was on that website except for, and it may, may have just been the message board. And this was pre Twitter. This was pre Facebook. This was when Facebook was only allowed for college kids. So there were, there was nowhere, there was no social media. There was nowhere to talk about stuff except for message boards. So that was a vibrant community of uh, Vince Flynn Mitch rap fans all in one place. Uh, and it was such, it was, it was, it was fantastic. It was a great community that, that I wish message boards were still in style or in use. Cause uh, it, 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 was, it was sad to see that group go uh, because you know, not, I mean, uh, as, as those communities go uh, you know, you would talk a lot about, the reason you're there, the, the Vince Flynn books, the Mitch Rapp books, but it, you know, there were, there were threads on, on boards on sports and, you know, politics. It was a, it was a community that discussed right. everything, but it was through the lens of, of, of Mitch Rapp, Vince Flynn and being a fan of the series. Um, but it was, it was great. And through them, uh, they started an initiative, uh, operation rap pack, rap pack, and they donated, and I think I think Operation Paperback was one of the places we did donate to. Uh, they were around back then, and and they would, and so people would send in books to Chad uh, and to me. I because I remember packing a lot of books and bringing it down to the mailroom, uh, and we sent them overseas. That's awesome. And 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 it's great. I mean, a, a lot of Vince's fans were uh, members of the military. Right. Uh, uh, there were fans already and we were sending them the latest books or they were just discovering him because we we're sending the earlier books and they're sharing it with each other. Uh, so it was, it was really great. I'm glad that you brought that back. I would like to uh, donate some uh, copies of the early books, paperbacks to you guys to send it. So let me know how to do that. Oh yeah. Cool. We would love to. Hey, have that's it. great. Yeah. Let me know the easiest way to do that. Cause I can inundate you with cartons of books or I can do it in a more organized way. You just let me know. Sure. Sure. Yeah, we can, uh, we'd love to, to touch base about that. Yeah. Rap fans from the very beginning been given back and you mentioned discussion board actually just today I posted on the Mitch rap subreddit. There is a subreddit. You're right. Reddit is a message board. Reddit is this. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing. Yeah. Not, we're not as, not as big as wall street bets, but <laughs> <laughs> we've, I've, I've posted on there probably about 10 times. Over the last year or so, not too much engagement, not like your Twitter account and your social media game that's rocking. But um, there are a few people. There's an untapped base on, on the subreddit. So well, maybe we'll, have to well get that going. let's try to spark that. Uh, if there's anything I can do to help, maybe we could make that come alive. You know, somebody today just asked, Hey, anybody know about the next rap book? And I filled them in on Enemy of the Gates, said, Hey, we reviewed it, or we reviewed the uh, plot description on our last uh, podcast. The title came out. The cover's coming out soon, so stay tuned. Uh, and I posted VinceFlynn.com, so um, we'll see what we can do there. Later on, uh, in a few weeks, post on there that the publisher's giving you a galley copy once they're available to give away on Reddit. Hey, oh, there we go. All right, to the subreddit. Yeah, let's let's okay. uh, let's let's try to recreate the uh, message boards from uh, TTO.online or uh, uh, third option 
Net. Let's try to recreate that on Reddit. Let's uh, bring the band back together again. All right. Look at that. The rap pack coming full circle. Yes. Well, I, I got to ask you, you know, I bugged you and, and James, who does such a wonderful job with the website about the title release. We were loving the game. We were loving the excitement, the jazz coming out to the reveal. What do we have to look forward to with the cover reveal? I think we're any, we're just any gonna, sense of a timeline. I think we're oh, oh, timing or I, I was gonna say we're just gonna reveal it. We're not playing any games. Uh, uh, sure. I mean, it could be any day now. Actually, I think that they're okay. putting the finishing touches on. Uh, I don't know when this episode goes live, but it might might even be out by the time it's out. By the time this episode's out. All right. Nice. Okay. Nice. Good news. Well, just in case anyone out there hasn't jumped on the bus, uh, where can they find you at? On Twitter, at Atria Mystery Bus. At Atria Mystery Bus. At Atria, A-T-R-I-A, Mystery, spelled like mystery, and bus spelled like bus. At Atria Mystery Bus. All right, all right. And you will be glad you did. Yes. You will be glad you clicked follow. Well, uh, one more thing before we cut you loose and let you go. We have to say thank you. And being Mitch Rapod, there's no better way to thank you than to read to you your very own <laughs> Double Limerick. Oh, nice. Kyle, uh, when we talked to him a few weeks ago, was rather impressed that we left him with his own Double Limerick. So we thought David the Bus Brown deserves one as he, well. He said he had never been read poetry before, and he, he didn't quite imagine <laughs> it would it would be someone looking like Mike reading it to him. <laughs> Hopefully you've had more luck. I don't know. Um, well, here's yours. There once was a publicist named David. The entire industry he has innovated. A publicist extraordinaire and a social media game full of flair. Our gratitude to him cannot be overstated. About starting the Mitch Rap podcast, we asked him. Who are these guys, he thought, so random. His approval we sought... In a role not forgot, marshalling the troops of rap fandom. Thanks, David, for coming on. That is going on my refrigerator and my LinkedIn page. <laughs> there we go. Oh, there it is. Yes. Oh, thanks. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for doing this, David. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. Enjoyed those stories. Thank you. That was fun. It's always fun. It's always fun talking about Vince and the Mitch Rap series, but it's nice remembering Vince. that was great we really had fun hanging out with david and hearing his memories and stories about vince what everything i hear of from people who knew vince on a personal level and spent some time with him is always so positive and uplifting and generous and so thank you david for joining us and uh spending some time it was great to talk to you about vince and everything he's done for us i i love that uh that statue story that like uh, that's going on uh, that, that'll be leading all the social media this week oh, for this great. episode uh, it, i love that if so. you haven't seen it on the social media gotta look up the picture that he he posted and, and just reposted recently we gotta make that museum it's gotta happen we gotta we gotta call saint thomas <laughs> let's start it let's start it <laughs> start the petition we'll we'll donate one mid trap pod t-shirt and uh sticker and bookmark for uh you know exhibit you know f all the way down at the end <laughs> all right so we said at the top let's say it again we need to thank our patrons including our special operator sherry f 
our special agents, George, Matt, who won this month, Don, Dennis, Peggy, Catherine, Ray, Bridget, and Jeff. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast platform. You can find us online at MitchRapPod.com or using our Twitter or Instagram handle at MitchRapPod. And as always, just let Mitch be Mitch. For the record, I make sure you put none of my other authors have made the turn. They're all good people. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put <laughs> okay. that on there. Yes. <laughs> I never heard that. Make the turn. Like, yeah, it's good to know. <laughs> <laughs>